Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on local12.com and the local 12 news app. We wish you the merriest, the merriest, the merriest. We wish you the merriest, the merriest, the merriest. Yes, the merriest. We wish you the merriest, the merriest, the merriest you'll cheer. We wish you the happiest. Welcome in to another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12, local12.com, with James Rapine of SI.com, and the real quarterback, Tony Pike of Reading High School, University of Cincinnati, and Carolina Panthers fame. As we talk about yet another Bengals loss, I mean, it's 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 not a, a Monday without a Bengals loss. Although the next Monday. We won't be doing a podcast talking about a Bengals loss because they don't lose until Monday night next week. So that's that's good. It's a win for us. That's, coming off a loss. That's a win for us. <laughs> Two losses. Two losses. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, great. Yeah, it's, it's good timing for that. Oh, um, lay the points. Right. So so I'm going to pin the first <laughs> half yesterday on the players because they fumbled. I mean, that's not coaches fumbling the football. That's the players. But then you go to the second half, and this is where the indictment continues to come in. Last week, negative four yards, no points. This week, 36 yards, no points. The second half since the bye has been a disaster. And yes, I realize Joe Burrow has not played in a few of those games, but Joe did play in game one after the bye. He did start game two after the bye. Um, didn't play for long, mind you. And, and so that that's where any of this where you look at yesterday and people go, well, you know, coaches don't fumble. You're right. Zach Taylor did not run into Akima Deneji's ass and fumble the ball. Um, you know, Giovanni Bernard did not have it stripped away from behind. They did have a decision to give it to Alex Erickson, and now he every time he touches it feels like he fumbles anymore. But the, but that's where what, – what are they doing at halftime? I'm going to ask Tony first, James, because Tony's been in, a, in an NFL locker room. I know as a coach myself, Briefly. a basketball coach, my halftime is, is usually pretty brief. It's usually you go in, if you're mad at the way they played, you light into them. If you want to reassure them, you reassure them. If you want to up 18, go, hey, you know, it starts at 0-0, give them that kind of nonsensical talk. And then you maybe go over a couple things you liked and didn't like, a couple things that they did. I'm not a big adjustment guy, but there's a few things you have to technically do, and you don't have a lot of time to do it. So it's a high school halftime is 10 minutes, and I usually spend about five of it tops and go, let's go play. And, right. and that T- Take me through literally – in an NFL locker room, what goes on at halftime? Well, it is, it, Other than you get an orange slice and a cup of juice and, and, and running back out on the field. It is. It, you don't have a ton of time right. one-on-one for, for coaching stuff. When, when the coaches get in the locker room first, they're meeting with themselves on, okay, this is what we're seeing, this is what we're going to do. They then go address their position group as individuals, and then they get together as a group, offense, defense, and then a, a quick you know come together as a team and let's go. But at this point, the playbook's already in. Right. So it's not like you're drawing stuff up no, right, at halftime. Right. What it, what you're supposed to be doing at halftime is saying, here's the looks we're seeing. This is what we're going to go to. This is the answer that we have for that. That's where I think that, that the Bengals are so far off, and that's where I think that And how much of that is coaching? It is. That's all coaching. Right. I mean, you, you go back a week ago, and when T. Higgins commented that they went cover two and we, were, we weren't ready for that, that's coaching. Like, you have to be able to adjust on the fly – and my thing is, like, there's no way Dallas had a extensive game plan yesterday. They didn't have time to put an extensive no. game day, game plan in. It was probably pretty basic. Dallas and other coaches that are playing the Bengals are feasting on Zach Taylor's lack of adjustments. They are. 
Because because and so so I will ask. So adjustments, in your opinion, are a big deal. Yes, they're huge. Okay. Because it, it, it's again, you're not reinstalling your whole playbook. No, right. But you're saying the next time we get this look, we're coming back with this. Maybe it's a blocking scheme with the offensive line. Maybe it's a protection scheme. Maybe it's a route concept that they're leaving a gaping hole open that they're giving a quarterback. Maybe a deep ball because we don't throw deep balls anymore for the Cincinnati Bengals. But there are openings of what a defense can't cover anything. You you have to have some kind of answer at some point. Right. And since the bye, and I think going back since week five, I believe the stat I saw they've scored six points in the third quarter. That's correct. So since, since the bye, they've scored ten second okay. half points that, total. That is coaching, one hundred percent. Other coaches do it. Other coaches come out in the third quarter. We saw it against Miami, right? Miami took that opening drive, went down and scored, and you're like, oh, game over. But Tony. <laughs> Tony, Samaj P. Ryan scored if it wasn't oh. for a holding. Oh, yeah. It's the 20 to, it's, fault. it's 20 to 14. Three fumbles yeah. and, and now a holding penalty. Zach Taylor can't control that. This You're isn't right. coaching. You're right. Because because first and 20 or first and 15 in the NFL is impossible, it's impossible. for anyone to impossible. get. You're right. So, James, how, how, how does this coaching <laughs> staff get sold back? I mean, how, how do you sell it back to the public? You don't. Oh. It's done. It's, it's been But done. it's not done. They, they will not be able to sell it. They won't. Now, their, their hope is... Joe Burrow comes back, hides the flaws, gets them to eight. And well, eight I think and it's 20, clear that 21. Joe Burrow hid the flaws. No doubt, including of the coaching staff, of the offensive line, of honestly, of not having a deep threat because Tony just mentioned it. They can't push the ball downfield at all. They have no one that can get separation. Like I that. watched a, occasionally. I, I like to watch a different part of the game, not just where the ball goes. Mm-hmm. And there was a play yesterday in the second half. They went four wide, single back. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? If it just don't, I, I want to watch the route tree for a second. Mm-hmm. And I literally watch two guys at the numbers, two guys about the hash. Okay, that's where they lined up. Two slots, two wides. All of them ran literally five-yard stop routes. All four receivers. Stop route here, stop route here, stop route here, stop route here at five yards. Was it like third and two? It was third and short. Short enough. It was not, it was not a running down play, but it was one of those where I, I – and I get you're trying to get out, but there was no – You have to send someone deep. But that should no never doubt. happen in the NFL. Yeah, usually have to you send someone deep. And it was knocked down. In case you're wondering, it was – the, the yeah, pass of was course the, it was. And Brandon got out of his hand quickly. You, it was actually a pretty good throw, and it was knocked down because they didn't – You they, always – you have to have an answer within your routes. I mean, I guarantee the Kansas City Chiefs just aren't running four hitch routes because – Correct. What if the defense comes up and dictates that they're going to take away the hitch by something like a cover two defense? Hmm. Like, to, to come out and say, like, we're just running for you. Like, that's what, like, grade school Pop Warner teams do. They double slants on each side. Well, that's because little Freddie can't throw it down the field. Good I mean, Lord. as bad as Brandon Allen is, he's not a Pop do they, Warner quarterback. Do they run pat and go in pregame? Do you ever see him at least, like, complete routes on air down the field? Um, they, they, they do. There's a lot of top on it. Mm. And, yeah, there's no coverage, so that, that kind of helps. So, um. I don't even know where to go they, with well, all they, this, they fellas. But, I don't. But they can't. They can't sell it. No one is going to believe it. The most casual fans. I have a lot of, like, very casual Bengals fans in my family that might not even know the score of games and stuff. And when they're making comments like, hey, is Zach Taylor still the coach? They don't give a damn who the coach right. is. And so the fact that they knew who it is or, and, and that they, they're monitoring it and all that stuff, do you think he's going to get fired from people that shouldn't even know his name? That's when I'm like, yeah. It, it's it. It's the fans are not going to buy into this guy and they can try to push it and do the, the assistance route and do that. But I'm telling you that is putting, that's exactly what the national media said. The Bengals are going to do when they, before they got Joe Burrow, they're going to ruin him. 
and he's already gotten injured, and now you're going to keep a coach who's clearly, clearly in over his head, clearly. was inexperienced when you hired him, hasn't done one damn thing to show that he deserves it. And here's the other Locker crazy, still together in case you're wondering. Uh, no, it's not. It's oh, yeah. That's bull Man. crap. No one's bought into that I, but guy I, for I, weeks. But I, 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 I do love that he, he he tried to make that a point. We're still together. We're still fighting. He Shut was, up. We're going to laugh about this when we're winning championships. Yep. He was, yeah, championships in Madden, maybe, <laughs> on rookie mode. Um, Fishing it, championships it, it, ele- when elect- they're done in, electric a, football. in three more games. The, it's... He's not going to be able to overcome it, and I just hope that they are starting to realize it the past two weeks. I don't think they did before that, but but that, that's, that's a great still... that, that, and that's a great point. That's where the last two mm-hmm. weeks have been ugly enough to make mm-hmm. you go, okay. And the fumbles do matter. Yeah, but but I, again, I, I'm not saying they don't matter. And some of that you can argue is that focus is that. Uh, again, I, I'm gonna. Some of this has to be pinned on players too. Sure. Uh, and look, Geo's been really good at ball security. We're gonna get into the benching and all that here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Travion Williams you don't know about and runs up a guy's ass and given the Alex Erickson on a fourth and one jet sweep is kind of asinine too. But you still have to have ball secure. That, that's, that's, a, that's a you issue as a okay. player. But, but to James' point, if if you're trying to sell this back to a fan base, and we I've mentioned on two or three different shows the, the Cleveland experiment with Freddie Kitchens. No doubt. And how they abruptly changed that and fixed it. Now they are 9-3 and three as we do this podcast today with a game against Baltimore tonight. But my thing is, because of this pandemic, this is a different offseason now. For fans, too. Yes. Like, for, for years, like you took a financial hit this year. And for years, those diehard fans that have come to games that couldn't go this year, they're finding out on Sundays what else they can do. And, and I've made that point, too. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think they are going to be sorely... Um, mistaken hey. if they bring this guy back and think that yes. fans will buy tickets to hey, come watch. Uh, three fumbles in the in the first uh, three drives. Guess what? I'm turning the game on and I'm I'm going to do something right. else. I'm watching this other game. So now as an organization, last Sunday I'm going to flip to the crosstown right. shootout. Yes. Now as an organization, you need to do something that's going to draw those people back. Or else they're going to say, ah, but, but, my couch is nice. I can turn the game when I want. I but, can order. But then I can my, order fear, pizza. My, my my next fear is this. <laughs> Do you trust these? Do you trust these people to make the right decision on the next hire? Anyone no, other but, than Zach Taylor? But would you be have the right to roll decision. the dice. I, I, I know that because I've heard people say like, "Oh, who are they going to get?" Who I, are they? I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but and that's where I go back to, and this is the fundamental question: Who in this organization mm-hmm. is accountable? Who's accountable for draft day decision? Who's accountable for roster building? Who's accountable then for hiring the coach? I think Bengals fans hope. And they say a lot about about him when it comes to getting Zach Taylor out of here. I think it's Mike Brown coming down and saying, "Katie and Troy, you got this one wrong. Sorry, Duke. Understood. Y- you know, but it, but but then who's responsible for making the next hire? Is it Mike? And do we trust Mike? Lewis Riddick. Uh, honestly, honestly, Fine. I, I, if it's Mike or the Blackburns, I would trust Mike. Because you, because what you're, right. what you're likely getting again, we're we're talking rock hard place here. It's no tough. question, no, that's right. You know, and for someone like me who really leans into the Joe Brady is who you thought Zach Taylor was, and that's who you should try to go get. That isn't who Mike's going to get. But you're probably going to get either an experienced guy or someone that you're familiar with. I'm thinking like. Leslie Frazier's been mentioned. He's had, he's had ties to Paul, to, Paul to Gunther's Cincinnati. tree. Paul Gunther's going to be Marvin Lewis's defensive Bring coordinator them all somewhere. Back. 
Uh, Bring Hugh, them all back. Hugh Jackson. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Zim. If it's, and, and that's the crazy thing is two years ago, Hugh Jackson was like, oh, my God, there's no way we can hire 336 and one Hugh Jackson. You got him. You did. But, but, he, but, he's, but he hasn't even been the offensive coordinator that you right. has. At least, you know? she, at least you had some, something to fall back on. And, and he eight, didn't have a quarterback in Cleveland. Right. Yeah. Zach's had a quarterback. Zach, by the way, you've asked this on the pod. I heard, because I, I asked about it this week because it was Andy week. It was Zach's decision. To bench Andy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, what I yeah. hear. I don't yeah, know if yeah, it's true, yeah. but but like that, that's another that like so you bench Andy. You you win two games with you Joe. bench Andy without telling Andy yeah. either. <laughs> you win two games with Joe. You only win two games with Andy. Those guys are worth more than four wins, right? better the, than anything. The great you commu- had the in, great in communicator. My favorite, and, and I'm not advocating for Hugh. I'm just saying. No, I know you're. My yeah. favorite quote last week was Zach Taylor was asked about Andy Dalton situation, and was it ever was it ever a conversation to bring Andy back in a backup yeah, role? As a, yeah. And Zach's response was. Like we we exhausted every avenue when looking at our backup quarterback situation, yeah. and my thought immediately was like, "And you landed on Ryan Finley? Right? <laughs> that was your answer?" And that's where I go back to, to that, that. That's what I want to know the answer to that I'm never going to get. I realize I'm pissing in the wind here. I really do know that. Mm-hmm. Who's accountable for these yeah. things? Who's accountable for building this roster for 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 evaluating Ryan Finley and then making sure that we're going to get Ryan Finley and then making sure we're going to? I mean, who's accountable for these things? And if it's the answer lands back to Mike Brown, then honestly, I would tell you as a Bengals, stop being a fan. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm far older than you two guys, and I was a diehard Bengals fan growing up. Um, I remember the 73 playoffs, they lost to the Dolphins, and I couldn't rationalize, rationalize how this great Bengals team in 1973 lost a playoff game to the Dolphins, who, mind you, the year before went 17-0, and and that year went 12-2. and And I couldn't rationalize how, how, how could my team lose to this team. 1975, they're down 31-14 to the Raiders in a playoff game. Come back, make it 31-28, get a fumble. Ken Anderson gets sacked, and I am bawling my eyes out. Okay? How old are you? Uh, at the time, I'm 12. Okay. I am bawling my eyes out that they lost this game. My dad was a season ticket. I went to the Freezer Bowl. I, I I went to games throughout the 80s. And then when I started covering this team as a, as a journalist, and as I started, actually, then I, I did the post-game show for three years, Tom Gamble and I did, and, and these were some lean years, I came to realize In the 90s, yeah. they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and so I stopped at that point. Even as a journalist, you can be a fan of things. I'm a fan of Kentucky right. football. I've talked about that openly. Yep. I'm not a fan of much else, but Kentucky football I am a diehard fan of. I pulled my fandom out about that time, and I have I have felt far better for it. I don't I don't care what happens to them. I don't care if they win or lose. I just don't. I care, I guess, that they win or lose because I'm I'm sick of this point of the season trying to find storylines and covering things that nobody cares. Yeah, about. I want to cover a damn winner. So I do from too. That point, yeah, sure. But but I, I'm just telling you guys, it's not YouTube, but just as fans, stop. I mean, honestly, you will feel better for it. Stop. Because nothing, people, is going to change. I thought as much as we are talking here and we want it to change and we are banging the shoe on the on the, on the the podium, nothing changes. I'm watching Mike Brown shuffle around that field yesterday. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what's going through this guy? I mean, literally, what's going through his How mind? many laps did he do? I, I counted five. There 30 to one. 7 to a team that played on Tuesday yes. night. Yes. You got beat 30 to 7. They had three wins. They played Tuesday night football on the road. Yes, and they came in here and beat you thirty to seven. And, and their their defense is so injured they don't even know who the hell's playing half the time. Right. Uh, to, to your point, I actually just had this conversation with a, a good buddy of mine yesterday. Even going back like two years ago, you know, and this was before the pandemic. You're getting together with friends and watching the games. Yes, I remember those days. Now, you know, even even the good old days, even early in the season or last year. When the game's over, you'd call one of your buddies and you'd complain and, and be angry about what's happening. I told my buddy yesterday, like, no one even talks after the games now. It's like 
oh, the Bengals lost again. Who cares? There's no, and it, it goes back to the the old saying, like you know, when the coach stops yelling at you, that's when you need to start worrying. That's exactly right. And it's kind of what I'm feeling, at least from people I know with the Bengals. It's like, oh, okay, Bengals lost. They they did what the Bengals do. Guess what? It's Sunday, and I'm flipping on the next game. And fans get mad at us for 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 not demanding more. Look, I've demanded stuff of Mike Brown for 30 years. It hasn't changed. What does anybody think is going to change, James? Well, the first thing that needs to change is the head coach. But I, I get it. For, from the, the, the grand scheme of thing, Duke Tobin's the one who helped pick Cedric Abwehi and Jake Fisher and all those guys. And that was part a big part of Paul Alexander getting his way in the draft room. But that, that's the reality of it. And, and so... Right, and maybe they this should did, be the collaborative that we're talking about. Maybe it should literally be, I'm the GM personnel may, guy, and I'm making the damn decision. Maybe. And in, in the, the challenging part, if you're the Bengals, let's say two years ago, Josh McDaniels completely turns them down. He completely turned them down when uh, they, they requested to interview him, the, the Patriots offensive coordinator. Well, now, like some of these candidates might look at it and be like, well, I want my own structure. I want my own, and that's what Josh wanted. And he knew he wasn't going to get it in sure, Cincinnati. He didn't right. even take the interview. Right. He didn't get his way in, in Cleveland. That's why he bailed because he he wanted that job last year. Um, and so that's that's the reality of it. Is like if I'm Eric Bieniemy, well, maybe I want to take one of my you know the assistant assistant GM in Kansas City, one of these front office guys, to be the GM with me in Houston. I can't get that in Cincinnati. And so why would I go there even though I played there, even though I feel comfortable there? And I actually like the owner, you know, because I think a lot of people do like Mike Brown. And, and that's the problem is now you are going to get stuck. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they have Joe Burrow. Well, he's injured. There's a question mark there. And they have all these holes that are getting And they've got a ton of holes. I mean, and suddenly what we didn't think were a lot of holes, there are a massive holes. And, and so how attractive is this job when you stack it up against – the Jaguars are going to have Justin Fields, probably. Uh, the Jets, who are going to have Trevor Lawrence. You know, a lot of teams are going to have young, good quarterbacks. Yep. And so that's that's the tough part. And that's why it's on this organization to realize, no, no, let's not hold on to what's bad in Zach, but make the necessary tweaks, do what they need to do to get the guy. And, and that's that's the— And I think it's a complete overhaul of organizational structure is what it is. And, and, a complete and I, overhaul but I don't of think, organizational structure. I don't structure. think they'll do that. No, no, no I don't the, either. You know, and, that's what and it so, would take. And that's why nothing's that's going it, to change. I don't care who take. the coach is. That, that's what it would take. It would, it would take—and I forget his name. That, that um, Lewis Nick, Riddick? I, I think it's Nick something. Lewis Riddick? No, that Josh McDaniels wanted to take to Cleveland with him, and they told him no. And he basically went into that interview and said, you guys are messing all this up. This is how we need to do it to win. And they were like, no. And they're, they're winning this year. Who knows if it's sustainable. But that's how I think the top candidates are going to view this Bengals job. Is This is my plan. This is how we're going to be successful. And, and I don't know if they'll, the, be, they'll be open to that. The best coaches are going to come in with more questions for the organization. Then vice versa, right. And I don't know... I don't know if the organization has the answers because you mentioned you mentioned holes, and we all know the offensive line's a hole. Who's going to be another receiver for this team next year? No, no. I, you I, have. Let's go through the holes. And, 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 no, no, let's go through the holes. The Pittsburgh Steelers have seventy straight games with at least one sack. D line's important. You got to address that too. No, here are here are all the holes. Think about this. You go into next year with two offensive linemen that can play, mm-hmm. and and Jonah keeps getting hurt, and it's not his fault, but okay. So we'll go Jonah and Trey. I don't mm-hmm. think they're either world beaters, but I think we'll agree they can they're play. They're fine. But you need a right tackle and you need two guards, right? Okay, or a left tackle. I would get a left tackle. Okay, well, Jonah okay. Right. Jonah will play somewhere on that yeah. line. But well, yes, one of the okay, tackles. Yes, okay. You, you have two number two wide receivers in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. That's not a knock. They're good. They're good. But you don't have a, you don't have a, a number one. Um, you don't have a, a, a guy to take the top off, so you need that. 
I think you're okay at running back. I mean, obviously you got Joe signed. When Joe's healthy, I think Ooh. we agree Joe can play. That contract looks rough. It does it? look rough now. Defensive line-wise, hmm. I guess DJ Reader, although I feel, I've always felt he's just a guy. He's not a difference maker, and they paid him difference maker money. Um, who else? Sam Hubbard's just a guy. Linebackers. You're going to have to franchise tag Carl Lawson. Keep going. You're yeah, have and, and, and I don't, no I, and I don't, I don't disagree, but I, I don't find him all that great either. I think he's okay. He gets some pressure. I mean, he had a play yesterday where he got up the field and let the running back get out the side of him, and it was just an awful, awful play. Linebackers, I don't know if I like any of them. How can and that includes you? the two kids this Logan year. Logan Wilson played eight snaps yesterday, and Akeem Davis Gaither played five. And then Marcus Bailey got a shot. I mean, right. that, are we, can we just figure out at least what we have at Good linebacker point. before we figure out? what They're we trying do to there? win now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Tra- yeah. It's a win now mentality. At, at corner, at cornerback, I don't know if I I like any of them, and I haven't oh. seen Trey Wayne. You don't like William Jackson? I don't. I just don't. For, wow. Top, for the money. For the money. For top corner for, for, money. For top corner money. For Trey Wayne's money, you don't like William Jackson? No, I don't. I really? Don't. He's way better than Trey Wayne. I, I watch. So I, you must I, hate I, that I, Trey Wayne's deal. I hate the Trey Wayne's deal. <laughs> I I watch. Will, I watch. I watch Will make a couple couple business decisions yesterday that really pissed me off. Oh, I would too. Um, and that's the other part here. They all should. I would be making a business decision. And, Hell yeah! And Von Bell is a one-dimensional, right just blitz the quarterback. So listen to. All, I mean, and, by and way, this listen, coaching staff listen to all the holes. Him, by the way, I know that. Yeah. So look at all the holes we're talking about. But it's not just holes. You also have, as we just talked about, contract decisions that you yeah. got to make. I mean, you you've got to figure out. Okay, what free agents are out there? What are we going to do in the draft? What about coaches? And we're counting on this organization to make getting those, all that stuff right. right? Yeah. They can hire me. That's the scary. Can thing. Hire James. Let's roll. That's the scary. I'm thing. dead serious. That's even six scarier. figures. James only wants hundred grand. I'm ready That's to even go. Scarier. What if I gave you hundred and five? What if I gave you ninety three thousand dollars? Would you do it for that? No. Okay. I got it. Come on now. Would you? Would you? You know how many hours I have to put in to turn that damn thing? Would around? you? Would you talk to the media more than once a year? Oh yeah. We would talk once a week. <laughs> I'd be like Jerry Jones. Exactly. Tried out there for his post game press conference. It is. It's. <laughs> it, it's amazing because. I I go back to that Tennessee Titans win, and it was like, man, the offensive line's playing better. And we're like, okay, the Titans are bad up front. Uh, Joe Burrow masked everything. And now that we don't have Joe Burrow, it's like these holes are so glaring. Oh, And these decisions that have to be made are so glaring. I told James last night. You didn't win a game against the worst division in football this oh, three year. 0 and one baby. I'll, and I'll, I'll do it for 93 grand as a consultant. I thought about it over the okay, past 30 seconds. A okay. consultant. Because that's a 40-hour-a-week 40, 40 job, I right? I can help with these decisions, yes. And, and then I can go home for dinner. And the best piece, and still podcast. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and the best piece about all that is people talk about backup quarterbacks. Colt McCoy came in and beat you. Alex Smith has no, been a backup right. in Washington. And Andy Dalton's Te- a backup. Technically, and, Andy's a backup. Yes. So... Oh, and he's and a backup. Wait, wait, he won't start next and, year. And he's a backup. Hang, and hang on. Wherever hang he on. goes. And Carson Wentz is technically now yes. a backup who got a tie. Yes, so but we go. can't do anything with our backup because that's the excuse. <laughs> can't do anything with Brandon Allen. It, uh, is, I, I, uh, let's, it feels like they're just digging into a deeper and, and deeper hole. And there are huge issues. There are, you know, the, the organization and stuff like that, and it's always going to come back to that when they struggle. But if they had gotten the coach right two years ago, I promise you, if. they would. It's a big they, if. They would not have been in this situation. So, like, I'm just trying to flip it here, and I know it's doom and gloom, and rightfully so, because they're awful, and they've won four games in two years. They've won but, five games in the last two and a half years. Oh, hey, Marvin would have won more than four over the past. I few years. don't disagree with that actually. But if they find the right person, and I think there are multiple that could be that. There are multiple out there that could be that then I think you, you want to talk about hiding some flaws, hiding flaws of the organization, which Marvin did for years. 
I think that that's part of it too. And you have this inexperienced guy who just has no clue. None. In Zach. And the guys are, I, I promise you, they're laughing at him now. I just go back. Oh, it's now, done. Yeah, yeah. Checked Agreed. out. Agreed. Done. I just Agreed. go back to the conversation. And I watched it yesterday. Of the previous weeks. Like, the Cleveland Browns did what the Bengals should be doing right now. Hey, we thought it was the guy. We messed up. We're going to do something about it. We're going to go bring in a guy, Kevin Stefanski. The Miami Dolphins were 0-7 last year and went toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. Guess what? I feel good about stuff going forward if no I'm doubt. a Miami Dolphin fan. No question. And yet here we are spiraling out of control. Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor have now coached the same amount of games in the NFL. So, so why do not, you feel wh- better about it? Why, why not show your fan base now that you're that ready you to care. do this and, and, and just pull say, you know, pull the plug now. I Make would. Simmons the, the interim guy I for would, three but, games just to say, listen, we get it, folks. We under- And I know we, there, there's no tickets to sell because of COVID and all that stuff, but at least show the fan base now that you give a damn. Um, one, they – Probably view Simmons as a serious candidate. Maybe. So, so why maybe. so why launch him into a, a loss, loss, loss situation? And that's what's going to happen. But I don't think the fan base would hold him accountable for the last. I agree, story. but but still, right? And then and then and hell, maybe he wins a game. And you're like, okay, he is the guy. <laughs> maybe. And 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 then two, I think they're still evaluating. I think it's very much still up in the air. Like this idea, and you've seen these national reports. Oh, this is the plan. This is the plan right now. And, and I think that could have changed a little bit on Sunday and might continue to change if they get crushed on national television. Two things, though. First one, you mentioned the Browns and, and be like the Browns. Here's what they need to not do. It's something the Browns did and Browns ownership did back in 2018. They drafted Baker. Hugh Jackson was 1-31, and they said, let's run it back with Hugh. Right. All these reasons why he's one in thirty-one. Well, guess what? Then you fired him mid-year, and it was this whole awkward, awful thing. And it was that, another year and a half. That's what Zach is. Right. That's what you're doing. If you kick the can down the road, is you're just prolonging the inevitable. It's done. It, it, the, the reality is, I don't give a damn what they do this offseason. Zach Taylor is never going to turn into this championship coach no. or anything like that. It's two, all of the first-year head coaches this year have the same number of wins as Zach Taylor has in two seasons. No, that's right. <laughs> that's insane. What? That's insane. So there's there's way to win there's ways to win games. So, yeah, yeah. I think other, other he teams. had Joe Burrow, huh? And won two games. It's, oh my God! Think, think about what not, Joe Burrow was doing. Joe Burrow made him look competent, no, not no, the other way around. That's exactly right. Zach Taylor deserves zero credit. It's crazy how nationally we've nationally they've killed the Browns for so many years, and the Browns are now a model organization for what the Bengals need to do. It's insane. Yes. So so yesterday, Gio Bernard fumbles on his first carry. First time he'd fumbled in the last 829 carries. Um, pretty much the the model citizen when it comes to ball security. A guy who has been all in on this coaching staff, at least publicly, right? And you choose to bench him. And it looked like there was there, – and then, and then Travion Williams fumbles, and he gets benched for Samaj P. Ryan. And Darius Phillips was in the game for a period of time. I don't know if he did something wrong, but he came out for a while. And then he did go back in. And you made the point of the rookie linebackers. Uh, one plays eight snaps, one yeah. plays seven. Marcus Bailey got – I didn't see how many he had, but he ended up, I saw him in the game towards the end, so he got he got some snaps too. It almost And, and before the game, they decide they're going to make Randy Bullock inactive and, and, and put uh, Austin Seibert up. And they make Michael Jordan inactive because he hasn't been playing very well. So what all of a sudden, this deep into your tenure, you decide you're going to start holding people accountable? I mean, that's what it felt like. It was almost like, all right, I'm going to choose today to be the tough guy. Let's see how this works. And it carried over to his press conference when he said frustrated 52 times yes. and pissed off. Yes. And, like, really tried to be. And you know what? You know what? That happened. Like, when that happens, one, he's reaching and searching for answers. No doubt. Two, 
comes off as fake and phony. That and that's just a it. Big fat yes. phony, Zach. I, I was yes. literally. I didn't even ask a question in the post game. I didn't either. I, I, I didn't either. I rolled my eyes at half. I was like, oh my god, what is it? And he's emotional and like, and I'm like, yeah, this is because you are lost right now. That I mean, like that's what it is because this isn't him. Like, fair or not, and there are rah rah guys that yeah, do no, that. I, I'm a big believer. It, Listen, I, I, just be who you are. Exactly. I, I've always told people that too because I'm a nut as a coach. I act like it's just I'm I'm very passionate about it, and people people. Some people love that. Some people think I'm crazy. And then there's others you watch and they're like, that guy's too quiet. I go, yeah, he's also been he's 23 and 3. He does it his way. I, I, I yeah. never judge a coach on that. I do judge a coach on phony, and players absolutely see through that. They see through it. And when you bench Michael Jordan, who a lot of guys in there, I'm telling you, think he was a uh, class favorite. Yes, so to speak. And, no and, 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 and he was. Yeah, he was. And he was, no doubt. Jim Turner made a, numerous points about how much he loved Michael Jordan. And so you bench him, and it's like, yeah. And then Randy Bullock, who they've stuck by. All right, we're going to go with Austin Seibert, who's been on the roster since week two. Yes. And you're doing this in week well, 14. It, hey, hey, it proved the validity of him being on the roster, James. <laughs> and you're doing this in week 14. And then Giovanni Bernard, who might be, trying to think here, outside of maybe Tyler Boyd, the most consistent player on offense that you have right now, healthy, like, I, I can't give it to T. Higgins yet. He's played 12 games, you know, 13 games. So probably, Gio, he fumbles, and you just completely go away from him. Which then was weird because then you go right back to him to start the second half. What, right. what, what are we doing? And it cost you that second fumble. No doubt. Stick with Gio, give him the ball, say, hey, this is our guy. We're going <laughs> to ride with him. It only cost him a field goal. And instead, Travion William, you, Williams you, you, fumbles you, the ball, and it's like, over. You like to occasionally place a wager. I know you do, too. And you like to look at trends, right? The trend of Giovanni Bernard after that fumble would be, Probably not going to fumble for a long time to come, right? Feed him. I mean, there were Ugh. when when I was playing, there were there were instances where if someone does something out of character, you make it a point to go right back to that person because you know what that that's going to give them that extra motivation of like, man, I just cost my team. Give me the ball. I'm going to make something special happen. Keep feeding him the ball. Keep letting him make. He'll break one. He's going to make someone miss. Instead, you stick him over there on the sideline. For the rest of the first And half. he looked forlorn. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm reading into it from a guy he looking did. at him from behind, but he's standing there with hands on hips. Upbeat. You know, the, the most And then at one point, I look guy. over, he's, he's, got the, he's got the big jacket on. I'm thinking, man, he's checked out. I, don't, yeah. I can't blame him. I mean, it, it felt like. What are we doing? It felt like if you're like, if you were like stumbling and you try to like grab onto anything as you're falling down, it felt like that's what Zach Taylor was doing yesterday. Yeah. So, so week 13. Thir- it feels like he's falling. <laughs> week 13 and slipping. Of your- it's like. Like like in a cartoon, like he's down the hill and he grabs onto like the twig and the twig snaps and then he's trying to grab the next thing. Well, bench him, bench him, bench him, but I'll go to bat for this guy and take these guys snaps away. And now I'm going to be this angry guy. And, and, I'm not going to be I'm not, more close. No, T. Higgins, I'm angry. T. Higgins drops two balls and stays in the game. Again, I'm not – but if you're going to hold everybody right. accountable, hold them all accountable. But that's his guy. Hold him all – right. Yep. T's right. his guy. That's why he designs plays for him. People like think T's just like, – they design plays for T. Higgins. Oh, there's no question. He, he is. They're it, trying to make him look, and not that he I can't isn't good. His, I can't I'm remember not, his last week or whatever it was, the, the last time. This is his last they, touchdown. All, no, it all runs together for me with talking to people. But um, people were wondering about A.J. Green and why he wasn't getting targets. Uh. And I can't remember who talked about, you know, that a lot of times A.J.'s the third or fourth progression. And, you know, sometimes don't get that progression tree, Right. It's because you're right. The first progression is T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. The second pro- progression is T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. And you're right. It's because of they drafted T. Higgins. He's their guy. And they're trying to make him. That, that's yes. It. That's it. And that's the problem here is 
And I'm not going to bat for A.J. Green. I mean, I think he's clearly past his prime. But there's no doubt that if he's the fourth progression, there's a reason why you've made him the fourth progression, right? I, I mean, it, it, and, and yeah, because of T. Higgins, right. and you want to get him involved, and you want to make life easier on him. And you're right. I mean, they didn't bench him. That's I didn't even think about that. They didn't bench him. They didn't take. And him I'm not telling the you they game. should have, in my opinion. But no, but, but the point no. is, if you're going to hold this yeah. guy accountable and that guy, hold them all and accountable. The whole team notices that. Oh, 85 dropped too. What? You benched 25 for a whole half. Yeah. Wait, he got th- two more carries after he fumbled, and he's clearly our best running back. Clearly. By the way, was Alex Erickson back out there? He was. Oh, he, he was. was, huh? Yeah. See, like, weird. What is in, the, in that inconsistent crap, man, that is a good way to lose the locker no room no overnight. It, they could be 8-2, and two, and you're going to lose the locker room if you do stuff like that. What, what's the affinity with Alex Erickson? Um... He probably is that guy that, as a coach, that you you know you can trust, right or wrong, doesn't doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. I think that's all it is is you 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 can trust him as, you know, Darren Simmons can trust him to catch a punt. I'll, I'll go to Darius Phillips yesterday. Hang on, he's dropped punts. Uh, it doesn't drop very many punts. He doesn't. You'll agree with that. He he's fumbled this year. He's fumbled this year. Give someone else's chance. But how about this? So Darius Phillips wasn't playing corner at times yesterday, right? It was McKenzie, Lashawn Sims, Will Jackson. Mm-hmm. So if Darius isn't mm-hmm. being used in that role. Why can't he go return punts at that point? Every punt, every kickoff return, I would try him on offense. You're talking about a guy, people think Brandon Wilson's explosive. Phillips, same damn way. No doubt. Go look it's at like his numbers in college. Crazy. Crazy good. numbers. And that's the thing. Like, when we talk about, like, oh, they haven't scored in the second half and it's Brandon Allen. Well, you know what? I bet the Dolphins or uh, any team, any team that, that seems like they're building and going the right direction would somehow use – Brandon Wilson or Darius Phillips and try to get something and catch the opponent off guard. And instead, the most creative thing this damn offense or or coaching staff has done is two fake punts with Sean Williams. And they, and, they fell, and, they, and they fell in love yesterday with the touch pass to Tyler Boyd. They, oh, the t- it's almost like it's almost <laughs> like they just saw Moeller ran that a bunch this year, and I like the play. I mean, you get a speedy guy in space and you try to get him. The, I love the play, but it's almost like they, they just now went, "Hey, wait, Doug, do you got some Moeller tape you can help us with? Hey, I watched him run the touch pass a bunch. This might work. Okay, it's great." What, the third time they ran it, what did Tyler Boyd get? A loss of two? I mean, eventually Miami sees, hey, he's going in motion, touch pass, widen out. I mean, didn't what? you uh, didn't you say Zach Taylor would be a good fit somewhere? I don't Ma- know. Madeira, maybe. Wasn't, was there one shot played down the field yesterday? No. Where you just say, you know what, we're going to we're gonna take our chance. No, there was not. Let's give someone a chance down the field. I think the longest pass Brandon Allen threw, he threw to row 15 and on that fourth down play in the end zone. His longest that pass. That was a tribute to Andy Dalton. <laughs> His, when he when he rolled out on fourth down and threw the ball out of bounds, yeah, that it, was an Andy Dalton tribute. Sorry, his longest uh, he, he he completed two of five passes for ten or more yards. He only attempted yes. five passes of ten yeah. ten yards. So I told you, I mean, that one round I watched, I my jaw dropped. I went, wait a minute, f- five hitches, four hitches. B- by the way, AJ might be past his prime. I still like his chance. He was beaten up on whoever was guarding him. Wait, so you're saying AJ Green can still get open? I, I would I would have thrown him a deep ball yesterday. You, you can't give him a deep ball. Anybody a deep ball? Send somebody deep. Send Drew even Sample Boyd. down the seam. I don't but care. Yeah, I like Boyd's shot yes. at that, those corners. But even, even yesterday, you see A.J. Green has something, but yet in the previous weeks you couldn't get him a catch? No, that's what, I mean, that's the point. The point like goes back to he, he is whatever reason and whatever route trees are designing and progression, he is third or fourth go, in the pecking order. Go across the league. Lynn Bowden, you're a Kentucky guy. Yeah. He's having a great – Miami's they're, now they're finding ways, ways to utilize him. him. Yeah, after they stole him from Las they Vegas, they, stole they got him for pennies on they the They did. They the stole him. Yeah, but you're but you're finding ways to use guys and get creative. And yet, here we're just like, oh, uh, adjustments. What's that you say? Watch this. 
four slants. Let's just all run into each other in the middle of the field. <laughs> Adam Jones last week, <laughs> and he hates this coach. I know he does. Oh. Dude, he dude, was him, like him puffing and doing his Instagram lives. They are they are stupid, but they're gold. He was like, "What are you gonna do? Get a receiver out there, throw him another slant." <laughs> And that's how they do. It's Slant City. It is Slant City. I wonder if I could get open with a slant. All right, so so there was a, a little bit not made of, and I didn't offense. I didn't mind it. The, the fourth and one touchdown pass for Miami. I'm not a big run up the score guy. I really don't care about that Miami, a lot of times. Dallas. I mean, for Dallas, rather. they're running together. For they me. are. Yeah, I'm sorry, they are running together badly. Was that, in your opinion, more Mike McCarthy's homage to Andy to say, you know what, I'm gonna let you shove it up their ass, and we're gonna run a we're gonna run a pass play here. Yep. Do you have a problem with it? Nope. Nope. I didn't either. And you know what? It's when it was twenty-three to seven, it could have been much worse. Sure. And, and that's the part of it. Like, if the Bengals are upset about it, then how about you score? How about you? Yeah, and I thought you do, I, I, do I thought, the, I thought the players were asked. I thought they answered it just fine. I, yeah. I, I don't think they thought anything of it. Other than it was already over. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I think exactly. they're trying to work on stuff. Hell, Andy didn't get to play the whole first quarter. It's trying to get some reps in. How about how about the first quarter? They run six plays for sixteen yards, and they're winning ten to nothing with the football. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then he's like, "Oh, I could drive down." That's the perfect Andy game. It was like th- th- that. You know what it looked like? Ten that, nothing. Put together one good drive. Seventeen nothing. Manage the game and be done with it. Good night. That looked like Andy Dalton in like twenty. 20- 15 against the Cleveland Browns. Yes. We're big into analytics now. You know, you could say that at 23-7, you didn't want to attempt a field goal and get it blocked because they could run it back. You wanted to keep the ball. Well, yeah, I mean, in theory, they could have run it. I just, It just felt like to me that was mostly McCarthy going – Andy, 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 Andy you yeah. want one more? I'm I like. And, and he should have got him one more. I, I liked it honestly. I, I, I wish it was Damari Cooper. On my I openly, <laughs> I openly bash. Um, I mean, I've, I think I've called before the bye week for Zach Taylor's job, and I've kind of been out on this branch and you yep. know, um, the I get I get tweets that well, you you can't blame Zach. T- they dominated on the ground and and they had the fumbles, and then you look at the end of the game and both teams had 101 rushing yards. So it's like you didn't really dominate. No, no, dude. You had 101 rushing yards against a team that had allowed about worse an average than the of NFL. 240 the last five yes. weeks. Worse than the NFL against the run. And you lost 30-7. to seven, And you made no halftime adjustments. Dude, we, we, there, there, a bunch of riders before before the game, we, we, we have a, what we call a bean pool. We, put, we do like three different uh, wagers in the game for a dollar apiece. And one of the ones yesterday was, because we know how Zach is, we decided to do, and it's just, you guess a number, everybody gives me the piece of paper and, and their right. dollars. And one of them was- find a way to watch the games. Uh, it, it helps. <laughs> Trust me, it helps. So one of them, one of the categories yesterday was Bengals rushing attempts. I guessed the number, on, it was non-quarterback, so we didn't we want to take scrambles out of the equation, any sneaks out of the equation. So non-quarterback rush attempts. I guessed 27, and I thought I was going to be the lowest guy, and it actually was 27, so mm-hmm. I won that, that pot. Everybody else in the group guessed 20 or lower. And think about this, going against that defense. Yeah. Because I think they realized this guy's a dumbass enough to go, I'm not going to run the ball against these guys. Yeah. I'm going to show you. That's what they think we're going to do. That's what, yeah. They think, think we're, we're going to run, run it. And we're going to throw it. We're yep. going to come five wide. And by God, if they didn't come five wide a few uh, times. Hell, they threw it 37 times? Yeah. 36 times? And I know some of it's dictated a little bit by score, but 17-7 at the half, you're right back in a football right game. Right back. And it was 20-7 to 7 for most of right, it. Right, right. Right back in the football it. game. And... Yeah, oh, they, yeah, uh, yeah. It's just it has to end. It, it, it needs to end this it, morning. It, I keep looking for my email, going. Yep. Please tell me that they've got a press conference set up for for one yep. o'clock to announce this. I, I, I don't think it'll happen before. No, the I, I I don't either, James. I, I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I do think there is a chance now. I, I like I I think that door is open. Like everyone's like, oh no, I think it's it not is Zach too. Taylor. Joe Burrow likes him. First off, 
who gives a damn who Joe Burrow likes? That doesn't. He doesn't know. I'm not trying to be mean. But no, no, no. You said that know. last week. And you're yeah, right. but he just doesn't. And, and, and so there. What other outside of? Oh, he needs a third year. What do we? What else do we need to see? And I don't think anyone needs a third year. Nothing. I just nothing. I finished yesterday's game on this. Again, in the NFL, you practice. You play on Sunday. You are off, and you come in and watch film on Monday, and, and, and get treatment. You're and off Tuesday. A little bit. Yes. You come in Wednesday, and that's when you start your week. That's your. You hit the Wednesday, game plan running. Thursday practices. Friday walkthrough. Saturday travel or and, walk and a walk through. and a walkthrough. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys were in Baltimore Tuesday night. Got home wee hours of Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Recover, rest. They probably had one full day of practice on Friday. That's my guess as well. Travel Saturday. Saturday yes. They beat you 30-7. to 7. Yes. I don't need to see anything else. That was the I, one I opportunity. Say, damn good thing they didn't have a full week to prepare. <laughs> Skinny, it was the one opportunity that you could go into the game and you say, you know what, if there's going to be one game where Zach Taylor has a competitive advantage over the guy on the other sideline, it would be this week. And, and look, I left that game and they didn't. Dude, the other part too is there's dissension in the ranks in Dallas, right? There's people bitching about their coaching staff. Yep. And yet they still came in and kicked your ass in your building. Yep. What are we that doing? That defensive coordinator. He's gone. Is gone. He's gone. gone. Out. Think about it. Out. Out of there. And he knows he's out. And that defense gave up seven points. Seven. And Barely. I mean, really. I mean, it, it took A.J. Green dialing it back for a drive. That's a legit point. I mean, you know. They almost ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it, it's just. That shouldn't it, happen in the it's NFL. It's insane. I thought the one thing they would be able to do on Sunday is score. Yes. I, I really did. I thought they'd be able to score at least 17. Look respectful. I, I really did, which well, is you're insane. an optimist, but no, no, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys defense. Is it, I mean, is it I, I awful? Think Tony Pike could have ran yeah. out there. With yep. Armand Benz and Marty Gilliard and, and put and, up points. And, and take Mr. Football Corey Kiner, who was in yes. the stands yesterday, take him yes. out of the stands as your running back. Deal. <laughs> Deal. There's a there's a reason that in the NFL, when teams play Thursday night, that's where you circle that bye week. Yes. Because when, when teams were playing in London, there's, there's a reason. Because physically you have to rest. Coaches have to be able to put in a game plan. The NFL was basically like, <laughs> Dallas, you got three yeah, wins. Good luck. Hey, you're playing Tuesday and then you're playing Sunday both on the road. Yeah. And that team won. They won 30-7. to seven. That cannot happen. If you didn't have an advantage against Mike McCarthy and the three-win shorthanded Dallas Cowboys, you will never line up on a Sunday with a competitive coaching advantage with Zach Taylor. We're going to look back on this one day and laugh when we're yeah, winning championships. Yeah, with Joe Brady, baby. <laughs> Joe Brady. Can we talk about this another This club isn't exactly going so good either, You see though. that Panthers offense, though? Without their number one receiver, they still look good. They don't have Christian McCaffrey either, right? Or Christian. Oh, my Interesting. God. Interesting how that works. So they Teddy can B. Still do any, they can still move the ball. Teddy B. I mean, he's like. You're, you're allowed. Huh. You're technically allowed. Huh. Man. All right. Um, I got nothing else other than we'll talk some college Curtis football. Curtis Samuel's a free agent. He's my guy. I like. He's on my fantasy Joe team. Brady and Curtis Samuel. Package deal. Package deal. Let's roll, baby. Take the top off. All right. We'll continue with a little uh, college football conversation We're have to next. we change the name of the show eventually, right? To, to what? I don't know. I'm not even angry anymore. I'm not either. The ap- how about the apathetic quarterbacks? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go. Well, we'll, we'll start running going. Bengals lost again. James, you got anything? Nope. Tony, good. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining us. Zach Taylor's uh, the angry one. Let me go ahead and replay our comments last week, and we can use those the same way. I am angry about what we're going to talk uh, about in the guy, next segment. Tough guy benches the friggin' kicker. Well, you're a tough-ass boy. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm gonna blame Randy. But tell you what, we're gonna do. We're gonna bench bull. Villains, re- we bench bull today. Go get him! In his replacement, almost missed that. Doinks the, the upright. Doinks the upright. Would he have benched him? Would we have seen Kevin Huber? That would have been great. Would have, oh my 
That would have been great. Kevin, get your ass out there. If it was Accountability Sunday, every time. We're going for two. Man, what I a- am angry about what we're going to talk about in the next segment. What, what? you see college play- football playoff you, rankings? You, you see playing for a championship? College football playoff rankings. You see playing for a championship? You keep Iowa State disrespect. It is disrespect. We'll talk about that when we continue. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Potholes are the most destructive things vehicles hit on a daily basis. This pothole season, get a free alignment check with any tire purchase. At Firestone Complete Auto Care. Contact Derek Lester at the Kenwood Firestone location for great customer service at 513-401-7892. That's 513-401-7892. Welcome back into segment two of the Angry Quarterbacks podcast. Richard Skinner from Local 12, local12.com. James Rapine from SI.com, the real quarterback. Tony Pike, we just talked some Bengals. I watched Mike Brown shuffle around Paul Brown Stadium yesterday, looking for loose change along the turf. <laughs> needed, to, needed to pay for the fudge cake from Frisch's on the way home, stopping at the Mainliner. Ooh, hot fudge cake's really good. It was depressing. I, he does, pumpkin pie. He, 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 James, mm. and you've watched him. He he does that every game. He mm-hmm. tries to get some exercise. Isn't it good for him? I mean, you know. Yeah, we're not making fun of that, obviously. But it looked so depressing yesterday off of that game with barely the light still on in the stadium. It looks, you know, it's getting colder again. Night falls. And I'm just watching the old guy shuffle around. And I'm literally going, what's going through my man's mind? What can possibly... And somebody did tweet at me because I tweeted that out. It said, it's really depressing to see this. Some guy says, I think he's looking for loose change. <laughs> I mean, you can't help but laugh at that. I hope he's like, man, I wonder how I'm going to tell. My daughter and son-in-law, that they bleeped up, and my stepson Duke, and yeah, and my stepson Duke, that this is it. That, that Duke Zach, finally got a seat at the table too. He was at the Zach Taylor press conference introductory. He was that, that that Zach is out, and I'm hiring my guy Hugh. Oh no, that's what I think he'll do. Oh, Hugh Jackson, baby. Hugh's a win for us as media members, mind you, but. I think Hugh's actually going to join Marvin in uh, wherever he goes, and, you, and Paul Gunther will be the defensive coordinator at the University of Arizona. No way. We'll see. We'll see. You don't think he's going to be an NFL head coach? We're about to get an. I I, I, th- I think I will. Say, I I think he's certainly going to get an interview at least a couple places. He did last year. I couple. know. Yeah. I think he will get an interview. I think Dallas looking at that like man. What, what I don't think I, they fire McCarthy because no, no, they, no, no. they owe him too much. No, money. I mean last year. Oh in yeah, hindsight, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, man, yes, Marvin might have yes. been better than yeah. than Mike McCarthy. Yeah. He won with Andy. Maybe he becomes the defensive coordinator in Dallas. No way. I don't think he'll ever be a DC. Well, maybe in Dallas. Close to Arizona. Well, I'm gonna guess. I, I'll Close go to guess his family, it. they can pay him. And Jerry can... pay him a chunk of change yeah. too. Marvin likes his money. Four four million. Yeah, Marvin likes. his I'd money. I'd do that. Yeah, just to be the DC. No, no pressure, really. I mean, I mean, his is his is the Cowboys defensive coordinator office bigger than the head coach's office for the Bengals? Um, I would say I would venture a guess. Yes. I don't know. I, I would venture a guess. Yes. I, I'm guessing Jerry <laughs> doesn't mess because the DC uh, DC offices at Paul Brown Stadium are not big. No, they're not. No, actually, they look like a classroom, for goodness sakes. Not even that. Let's talk some college football, Tony, where last week Iowa State justifiably moved ahead of UC yeah. in the. Uh, I, when, when I. Because Tuesday, I usually try to take it as a semi off day for me. And so I'll. I, I, you know, that night when the college football, the very first college football playoff rankings came out, I wrote a story mm-hmm. to beat the AP because the AP takes forever a lot of times. So I told my boss, I said, I'll write it. I'll kind of guess the numbers. And if I have to change it the last second, I can change the number. We'll get it up real quick. So I did. 
So last couple of weeks, he said, do you want to do that again? I said, no. I said, it's not going to change much. And so this past Tuesday, he said, you want to just let AP do it again and, and we'll put it? I said, yeah. I said, nothing's going to change. UC's going to be seven. And, and I didn't even, about 8.30, I, I, I guess I was flipping through it. I see the crawl at the bottom with the new rankings. And I, 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 I literally like blinked twice thinking, did I just see that right? And, and so the thing that's the most frustrating is, is, is and I, maybe it's not, maybe this is the transparency of, you know what you see? You ain't got any shot. We're going to make table. sure of that. This was like the last insurance policy, right? In case something happened to Florida, which it just did. In yep. case something happens with Texas A&M going to Tennessee and losing. I think they're at Tennessee. They play Tennessee. I think mm-hmm. it's there. Um, in case Ohio State somehow doesn't have enough to qualify or then loses the Big Ten championship game. We're going to give ourselves one more safety net just in case. So at this stage of the game... What's the point of even including the group of five in any it's conversation ever? It's embarrassing. It got to a point when when it, when UC was was named eight because they kind of go one by one. I couldn't figure out who seven could have been. Right. I was like, you and seven. I talked last week after after you got out of the cement mixer. <laughs> um, and, and you and I were talking. We even said there's nobody below UC that has a chance to jump them. Yes. And it wasn't us. Be I mean, there wasn't anybody said, that had a chance I to said, jump. I'm them. not worried about anyone behind him. I just. For them to get in, stuff ahead of them needs to happen. And lo and behold, the committee, as you said, sat there and said, okay, what, what can our insurance policy Just make? in case. Just in case. And now the insurance policy we know is that if those teams slip up, the winner of the Big 12 championship game will get a nod over UC. Yes. Because they've set up Iowa State or Oklahoma. Iowa State lost to Oklahoma State and then at home lost to Louisiana by 17 and, but points. For the record, Louisiana is a good team. They are. But but if you're but rewarding that, that yes. Coastal Carolina went on the road to Louisiana and beat them. Yes. And then Coastal Carolina scheduled BYU and yes. beat them. But yet Coastal's 13? Yeah. So you don't reward Coastal for that, but you don't knock Iowa State for that loss to Louisiana because you beat West Virginia handily? It, all it showed me, and it was something that I think we knew all along. Yes, and maybe they, they did us a favor because now we don't have to play the guessing right. game of are you going to be transparent with this or not, and they clearly yes. were. Like it, it, it a just, group of five, go it sucks away. That that's how it was done. Like that's how you you come to like find the writing on the wall. Like I'm I'm at a point now. I'm concerned that Tuesday night Georgia jumps UC. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't it matter. Does, but it, but after Georgia thumping Missouri, who's now in the top twenty five. Like now, I'm like, ah, oh, Georgia will probably jump UC, because that would, I mean, that would, that would be par for the course, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, Georgia, they they played this weekend and they dominated a top twenty five team. But if UC goes and beats Tulsa by thirty, ah, uh, that's good job, UC. You're number nine, American Athletic Conference Championship. So, so, what can Group of Five teams do to fight this, if anything? I don't think you can. I don't. Can. Think you can. What, what can you do? Uh, yeah, I, I, now, I, that's what I'm asking. It's I, ridiculous. I, UC will go to Notre Dame now, and UC will, will they got Indiana. But but you know what's going to start to happen, in my opinion, and, and they, they they do they have that game next year. Is it? In, yeah. It's yeah. It, it's in South Bend. Um, what's going to start to happen then? If you see this year, if you're one of the Power Five teams, don't schedule any. Don't even think of scheduling a group no, of five. Doesn't matter. I mean, yes, schedule your MAC teams, your buy wins, all those, but don't schedule the Cincinnatis and the Houstons and the SMUs and the Coastals. Why and the would BYUs. you play the threat? Right. Don't even acknowledge exactly. They exactly. Doesn't and, matter. Yeah, I. It's I don't know how to solve it, but it's ridiculous, and it's uh, maybe it's because we're in Cincinnati and we look at it different. And Tony and I went there. Did you go to UC? I went to Kentucky. Oh yeah, I thought you did. I'm a, oh. I'm a Power Five snob. Yeah, of course you are, Eddie uh, Grand. <laughs> but I, I just. I don't. I don't really see a path, and I think that 
the country views it a certain way. It, it not even just the the committee, the country. And, and I heck, I was talking to Ben Baby about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, you see, and there he's like. <laughs> You know, oh, just no, kind of I, I've, had, I've had people do that to and, me too. And, and like, I'm like, damn it, man. No, you see, like, the, they're in, legit. In, in the eighth. The like difference eighth. is, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's because the way the country looks yes, at it. The difference is this year, though, there's been teams in the past that do it with smoke and mirrors. UC's dominant. They're dominant on defense. Look at, the, look at their numbers. They're dominant on offense. And they have a great special teams. Like, they can, out, they can overpower you. They have arguably the best assistant coach in the country. And to their point, they're, they're still doing it recruiting-wise because they landed the biggest defensive recruiting program yeah, history weekend, yeah. on Devin, Friday yeah, night. Devin Gardner. Like, that's not stopping them. They, they're, they're rolling along. But now you start to wonder, going forward, if this does something for the future of, of a Luke Fickle to say, you know what? Man, I, Auburn's I, open. That'd Illinois be weird, open. That'd be weird. I think it'd be weird, too. Can I just say, but, but, but if you're him and you want to get a bite at the apple – you ain't getting it where you're at right now. And, and th- that's the part. So, one, recruiting. If I'm a – like, you can't really sell. Hey, we're – we could get in. Hey, we, we got, got a shot. We got a chance to play in a New Year's Bowl. No, nobody cares about the New Year. I, I hate – and I don't mean to sound awful about that. No one cares about that. They and, just don't. And so that's a tough sell. That's one. And two, what about the guy The guy selling it? And it's not just Luke, but if you lose this coaching staff? Yeah. Well, uh, and, and, and I'm not worried about that if you get there. Like, if, if they're fifth. Right now. All right, fine, Luke. Win out. You know, w- w- handle your business. Go undefeated. And, and then maybe you get in Something the top Something happens. Yeah, maybe you get in the top four. And if not, fine, you can live with that, even if he does leave. But if you're eighth undefeated and every team, you know, four and of the teams out of you. And a two-loss team vaulted you? Have two losses and, and one loss. and yeah, it's, Played five games? Yeah, yeah. Like if, so if you're eighth and six of the eight teams have a loss, you're like, what the heck are five of the eight teams? Right. Then, then it's really going to hurt you, I think, long term. I just go back to, um, well, a couple things. The, the real quick on the Gus Malzahn, when when we're in a, a pandemic and and people are cutting athletics and they're cutting, you're going to give that guy twenty two million to fire him, dude. And in the next thirty days, he gets 12? half of that. Like that's that's insane. That's, that's crazy in it itself. Is. I didn't think he was that bad. No, especially <laughs> especially in, in, in giving world. him that money in today's world. Yeah, yeah, that's a slap in the face to if they do make cuts at Auburn. If I'm Oh, oh man. That, that's that. Um, that tells you boosters are crazy because obviously some boosters willing to pay that buyout. Boosters I still, are crazy. Who the hell are they going to get? I still think. Luke Fickle. I still think this year in college football they should have followed. Urban Meyer. I, I still think they should have followed every other major sports strategy of hey, it's a different year. We got to adjust some stuff, and they should have made it eight teams this year. No, it's it's such a no brainer. And think, you you would have you would have made so much money, it. and you would have made so much more money because now in college football. We've seen oh, well, we're we're declining bowl games. Dude, Players the, are sitting out the rest of the year. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, yeah, like I'm done. Now, now you're going to start seeing players walk out. The thing that, that stuns me that that's not more vocal is how are, is the commissioner of the Big Twelve and the commissioner of the Pac-12 all not in. stumping for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we all get we we all five get a seat at the table, three wild cards, and we can sell it and make more of this revenue that we lost. Yeah. And we'd still I mean, honestly, have the debate. You, you, we'd you, still have the debate nine through twelve. Correct. Uh, should Coastal be in the top that, that's eight? Right. You know? That's right. So we'd that's still right. have that debate. You For can't Christ argue that. Sake, there's a bowl game on Saturday during the conference championship round. SMU's playing in the Frisco Bowl. You think people are watching the Frisco Bowl? I didn't even know they were playing in the Frisco yes. Bowl. I did not SMU know that. SMU is playing a bowl game on the same day UC is playing for the conference who, who, championship. Who are they playing in no the idea. Frisco Bowl? I'm going to look it up. No it's idea. the Bourbon Bowl. I'm going to look this but up But that's where we're at now. So not only that in college football, but now 
You have opened the slippery slope of what you did with Ohio State last week. Because when it comes down to it, and I'll, I'll, I'll stand on this hill as long as I can, the Big Ten messed up in the first place by making the rule that you had to get six games in. And I'm okay with them going back on that. Yes, I'm okay with them saying Ohio State should be in the championship I see, game. I don't see them in the Frisco. I believe you. I'm not saying you're a lot. I don't see them in the Frisco Bowl. I want a Frisco okay. melt. Um, <laughs> I, From Hardy's or Carl's Jr.? Arby's. Arby's? Is it Arby's? Or Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Oh, Gosh. Steak and Shake. Those Those open anymore? Oh, yeah. There's a couple, uh, yeah. I love Steak and Shake. I could, I, it's morning time. I'll eat one I right watched now. I watched 14 in the morning. When you go down the path, and again, I'm, I'm with you. Ohio State should be in the Big Ten Championship, but yes. they should have never made the rule that it was a six-game yeah. minimum. Yeah, but that's an, it was an arbitrary number. When you, during the season, amend your rules to make sure a team gets an advantage, I think you're, you're starting down a slippery slope of what other conferences can do in the future. I really do. I, I will say— would you, would you have changed the rule if it was Northwestern and Indiana? No, they No, probably not. No, they were You're doing yeah. it for Ohio State. There's no doubt. Which is why I said last week, if I'm the ACC, hey, we're not playing that ACC championship. That's exactly right. Sorry, COVID. We're, take one of us out. Ohio State you. should have to play the Bearcats to, to get that sixth game. That's what should happen. Because then, if, if the Bearcats win, then they could vote no, in the top No, the four. Bearcats would jump to six. <laughs> Texas A&M would still go. Because their only loss is to Alabama. Hey, you're still undefeated? Yeah, but the Buckeyes have one loss. You're fifth. No, I, I think the slippery slope is there. And, and I think it was shown by, by by the ACC of, you know what, we'll cancel these two games, these, these two teams' last games to make sure that they, they don't possibly lose. So we can have Clemson and Notre Dame. Are we going to start doing that stuff moving forward in non-COVID years? I mean, if, if, if this is the case, then every year, Pencil, Ohio State, Alabama, and, and uh, Clemson in there, right? Yeah. And then we'll just play for the fourth. Because you're not, you're not giving other teams a chance. If I'm the commissioner of the Pac-12 and the commissioner of the Big 12, I'm yep. fighting my ass off to get because my teams Because what people say about the, the NCAA college basketball March Madness, least teams have a chance. Yes. At least you can see a 12 seed do something. Mm-hmm. You'll never get that in college football. No. And no. by the way, uh, it's uh, Texas-San Antonio, the Roadrunners. I know the Roadrunners. Are playing SMU Saturday, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2 in the Frisco Bowl. In the Frisco Bowl. And after you watch that, you can watch the AAC championship game. Frisco which, it means nothing. Which subsequently well, is going off at the same time for UC as UC Georgia basketball. And UC may play Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Uh, there if you they, go. If they, if they get their New Year's there Day, Day Bowl bid. Oh, yo, yo. I, I, I wish common sense would prevail in sports more often. I just wish it would. It so just is this going to force Fickle to go to PBS and play Zach Taylor? I'm not opposed. I've told you I'm not opposed to it. I think the guy just has an it factor. It just, and, and I think he'd be a great head coach whatever level you put him at. Just blatantly slapping you in the face in college football. It's like, hey, we don't care what these teams do. We're going to take care of our guys. Luke Fickle to Illinois? No. He ain't going to Illinois. No, 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 Someone no, floated no, no. that idea out on social, or multiple probably, but I I think that's kind of silly. I, and I've said I, the, I would see Illinois before I would see Auburn. At I've, least you're in your kind of recruiting What if, the, what if Harbaugh takes one of those five jobs that are interested in him, uh, according the NFL jobs that are interested in him? I think it'd be hard to say no to Michigan. Could you imagine Fickle in Michigan? Yeah. he. I think he'd be good there. I think it, I think it'd be very hard for him to say no. Yeah, I know he's an Ohio State guy, but I think it'd be. I mean, hard. Bo Schembechler was an Ohio guy at one point. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I've, I've said this too. If if the day comes where Luke Fickle does move on, as long as Marcus Freeman is there to take over, I still think this program's fine. My concern would be, Luke. Hey, if you're bringing me, you're paying Marcus Freeman to come with me. That's where that's where I, I feel like you'd be in trouble because if it's Marcus Freeman. He's got such a grasp on recruiting that Marcus I still Freeman think to Illinois. 
Ooh, now that that would be more that would be more that could happen. Than, than yeah, it would make sense. God, can you imagine if if they lose both of those guys? Mm. Tony mm. Pike, twenty twenty one. There it is. I'm holding out for the. Uh, yeah, Zach, Zach, Zach Taylor has some UC ties. Maybe Zach Taylor to UC. Do you know that? I I swear to God, if he ruins my college program, I'm going to be pissed. Skinny, do you know, worth, oh you know that I once met Sean McVay? Did you really? Oh. Did you learn something from him? So, Are you I'm, older than him? I met him, which means what? I know him. Had a cup of coffee yeah. around Sean McVay. I could be a guru. Hey, look, dude, I read John Wooden's Pyramid of Success years ago. See, I you know that's what I decided. I want to be a basketball coach. I've, I I read John Wooden's like if, book. I think I know how to do this. If the this. Bengals' job came open and I had Sean McVay write me a letter of recommendation, do you think I could get the job? Not now, <laughs> not now. That, that ship has sailed. Oh. Zach Taylor in his last. Let me see. If Tony I get, once me brought me a cup of coffee. See if I get my numbers right. His last last thirty six games as a play caller, dating back to UC. Gosh, is four thirty <laughs> and one. And yet, when I asked him the question, would it be beneficial for someone else to call plays? Eh, I'm comfortable with what we're doing right now. Yep. Yep. Look comfortable yesterday. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. We'll take a final timeout, come back, and talk about the Beachwood Tigers <laughs> playing for a state championship in Kentucky and Covcath with a rare loss in the playoffs. As we continue, it's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Alabama Fish Bar, the Taste of Cincinnati 2017 winner. Alabama Fish Bar located in Over the Rhine at 1601 Race Street, Cincinnati. Go to alabamafishbar.com to learn more about this 26-year-old staple serving the freshest fish in historic downtown Cincinnati. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Closed all major holidays. Welcome back into a quick final segment of the Angry Quarterbacks podcast. Richard Skinner from Local 12, Local12.com, James Rapine of SI.com, and Tony Pike, the real quarterback. As uh, we wind down high school football season, they've crowned champions in Ohio, Indiana, and this coming weekend, Friday and Saturday, they'll crown champions finally in Kentucky, so they will get their season in, it looks like. One local them. team still left, the Beachwood Tigers. Tony's. The Woods. Tony's, can't, Tony's guy, Cam Hurd at the quarterback, um... Bailed them out on Friday night to get them a win at West Carter in a mud bowl. And uh, certainly, um, you know, in, in talking with Cam over the last few years, he credits all his success to you, Tony Pike, for for your tutelage. The um, three you, passing, two rushing touchdowns? Yes, and, and the game-winning two-point conversion in which he One ran around for about— you'll see. He ran around for about an hour and finally finally picked out a receiver to throw it to, threw it to Brady Moore, um, my former point guard, Brady Moore. So there's a tie there. How about that? Um and and they go he to the credited that footwork in the back of the end zone to, to, your to defensive me drills. exactly yeah to, to all this all the slide drills that we did, um, but no um, you know I think people were wondering if Beachwood moving up to Class Two A could they compete for a state championship because they were dominant in A they were always one of the bigger A mm-hmm. schools they're obviously now one of the smaller two A schools and they're showing it and they're showing it because Cam Hurd is just a special player they were they went up twenty nothing early in the and game it was going to be a blowout and Cam had one of the most ridiculous scrambles that would have made it twenty seven nothing for a touchdown. And they caught it back with a holding penalty. And then it started to slip a little bit. And you felt the momentum. And the the drive down the field, not only a two-point conversion, but um, they, they dealt with some penalties on the last drive. He ends up throwing a nice touchdown pass down the sideline. Three passing, two rushing touchdowns. And the, the, the two-point conversion to, to ice it. He, he makes plays, but he makes plays in the biggest moments, moments yeah. too. And I don't know – I don't know what 
what the other schools look like. I don't know what the other players look like, but certainly he has just as strong of a case for Mr. Kentucky. Yeah, I, I, I think people. The argument that people had made is if he if he gets him to a state championship game, that puts him more on 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 yeah. pace to do that. And, and now you're there. And now he's there. Yeah, for sure. You go from playing on a field. That was a mud bowl to Kentucky. All right, Tony. Uh, How do you play state semifinals on a field like that? And they literally do water it down. They water it down for that specific reason. Yeah, I, I was looking advantage. like, is it has it rained recently? No, it was a complete, it was a mosh pit for goodness sake. And I will say, and I, I touched on this last week, the the fact that Cam with his height, athleticism, well, that's what I want to ask. Yeah, that's what I want to ask. Doesn't you, have a Division One offer that, is unbelievable. That's what I was going to ask you because you you played quarterback at a high level. You teach quarterback mm-hmm. play. You know. I, I know sometimes you're probably working with kids that that you realize I'm going to try to make the best out of them, yeah. but they're not going to be great. One great. double A, Division yes, two, maybe kid. even yeah, yeah. So he's about six four, six five, mm-hmm. maybe a what two twenty two passes the eye test physically. Okay, and the only time I've seen him really play in person, he was playing with a sore arm as a sophomore in a state championship game. He actually ran them to a championship yeah. that day. Couldn't throw the ball probably more than yep. fifteen yards. So I've never really noted his arm strength because I just haven't seen it. Yep. I mean, does he rip it enough? Can make all the throws. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he can make all the throws. He was a victim of no camps this right. offseason, where he could have went and competed against Division One quarterbacks and all this other. He's stuff. a competitor. Competitor. It make, again, makes the biggest plays when when the game is on the line. Um, and now, what you're seeing with football. Schools that are recruiting now are kind of waiting to see what their seniors are doing. Yeah, because some of them because are, college may football come now. Quarterbacks and anyone, anyone this year in college football can, can come, come back, back next year. So teams got to wait to see. Okay, who's coming back? Well, that also means less How scholarships. Many scholarships right. do I have? It, it's just worst possible timing for Cam. But without a doubt, and, and I've worked with a bunch of kids, and I've got a bunch of kids that are playing Division One football. Cam should be playing Division One college football. Yeah. There, there, there's no way when you watch him play that you you look and ah, he's probably a D two guy. Yeah. He, he's a He's a Division One football player and and checks all the boxes. Lastly, uh, this past week, Corey Kiner from Roger Bacon was selected Ohio AP Mister F- or Ohio Mister Football. I, I think that's that's no surprise to us. I, I guess the only surprise is that they actually did the right thing. They they didn't look at him as playing for a small school and piling up big numbers for a small school. They looked at body of work and body of work and and the fact that he is also going to LSU. So they obviously see something in Corey Kiner too. Made it made it very justifiable, no doubt. Well deserved. I mean, this is a kid that you heard about five, six years ago, and if seventh they want, and eighth grade, right? And if they want yeah. to pile on stats, um, <laughs> I, I wish I could remember I, I, in the story that that uh, the, the the release that was sent out. To the credit of whoever did this, and it might have been his coach, he made it. They made a note of how many of his touchdowns came in first quarters of games, basically saying we didn't pile up these stats for this kid. He got it done early. We got him out and yeah. and move. I mean, can you imagine if they'd have left him in some of those games? The numbers what they would have been exactly if they would have ran it up and but but they they were smart about it and they, they didn't risk him taking unnecessary hits and all that stuff. And uh, I was talking to one of his coaches. I ran into one of them Friday night, and uh, they were like, "Oh, did you see that billboard of Corey?" And uh, and I I haven't seen it yet. I'll see it. I, I think it's on the lateral, um, the Norwood lateral. So uh, I have to check that out. But it's well deserved. And how many how many people can say they've been on a billboard? Very rarely. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty very good. Very rare. I was on a billboard once. Yeah, I know. Uh, very rarely do you no D one offers see for you players either. that live up to that hype. Right? You mentioned seventh and eighth grade when you started to hear about Corey yep. Kiner. And then to go through high school and right. actually live up to yeah, because a lot of times that, that kid in seventh and eighth grade is kind of yep. peaked physically and he's bit. yeah and, and they fizzle out yep. exactly. And his freshman year it was like wow yeah, yeah. sophomore year and it just it kept building. He's going to have a very very bright 
career ahead of him, not just collegiately, but in the NFL. Oh, I mean, he's gonna he's Joe Mixon's successor. Yeah. And That's to gonna your be point, storyline. He he was actually at PBS yesterday. Yeah. They, they honored him during a during a timeout, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. I was waiting for him to come out of the stands and play. I mean, they were every time a running back fumbled, somebody else went in. I mean, if I thought I saw him stretching at one point, <laughs> he might have been. He was like, go, go put on twenty eight. They won't know who you are. To your point, they gave it to Evan Prater last year. Yeah. Uh, they gave it to Corey Kyle And Wyoming this year. didn't pile up his stats right. for him either. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that that they've come around to that, and I not just well, we gave it to Southwest Ohio last year. We can't. No, do I it. Agree. no he's the best player. Yep, and he'd be the best player on any team. I, I would agree with that. Well I said. agree. All right, fellas, um, can't wait for next. Well, we, we can't do next Monday. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do with, with. Well, maybe we will. I don't know. We'll figure something. Let's out. Gotta, Tuesday we or be, Wednesday. Yeah, we we'll got to be careful because you know be Skinny said that Tuesdays are his day. You know, that's a day where he takes it easy, he said. I do. Well, Wednesday Wednesday is his Tuesday next week. Yeah, oh. that's correct. That's, that's right. So, yeah. so maybe next Tuesday we'll oh, do we it. We have to get it in around basketball practice. Can you imagine <laughs> listening to Zach you're, Taylor? You're bitter. Trying to take my guys for your <laughs> so you can make money. Can you imagine Zach Taylor after that Monday night game, what he's going to say? I benched them all! You take We're the never going to play like that. Saw it open at 11 and a half. You taking it? I'm laying it in a heartbeat. <laughs> 11 and a half, that's it? I told James last week I took the Bengals. I took them too. I took oh. them yesterday. I took them getting three and a hook. It would have closed out a 14 parlay for you me. Did not. I did because I thought Dallas was. Dude, what? I did. Oh my God. Dude, Dallas. I, I had Dallas 34 23. You took. I, I had Dallas 23 22. You gave the Bengals 23? I had the Bengals 14 10. <laughs> you had the oh yeah you, you had them winning too that's right I, I had Dallas twenty three twenty two actually is what I picked oh my god you said that Zach Taylor's going to score twenty two against I, that defense I, I was yeah <laughs> well, the best defense in the game go, go look at the numbers I don't dictate that it's oh my heavens all right fellas you don't we'll, know what you're talking about I, I, I you're not in those don't. meetings you're not watching film. They're better than what they say they are. These guys are we're just unified. Not we're, to, we're together. We're, we're these guys are fighting for each other. Yeah, shut up. Until next time, we're the two apologetic quarterbacks. Yes, we're the three apathetic quarterbacks. For Tony Pike and James Rapine, I'm Richard Skinner, and our executive producer, Rob Ebel. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from ESP Media, powered by Sodom Sports. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call, it's the happiest season of all. Parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories.